1: Present Fibber, McGee, and Molly transcribed. The show was written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute.
0: This is Don Wilson for Tums. You know, some people suffer for hours when acid indigestion or heartburn strike. That's because they haven't tried Tums. America's top choice for don't wait relief from acid indigestion. Yes, Tums give don't wait relief. You don't wait for spoons, glasses, or water. There's nothing to mix. Just reach into your pocket or purse for the handy roll of Tums, peel off one or two, and eat like candy. And you don't wait for relief, because Tums go right to work to gently calm, churning excess stomach acid. No wonder millions of Americans in all walks of life Look to Tums for the answer to acid indigestion and heartburn. You, too, should always carry Tums for don't-wait relief. So, don't wait. Get famous Tums for the tummy. Only ten cents a roll.
1: Here's a discussion that takes place every year about this time between Fibber, McGee, and Molly.
2: I keep telling you I don't need the income tax specialist to make out my return for me. I've been doing it myself every March 15th for years. Yes, and it's been brought back every March 16th by a man with a briefcase, a badge, and a puzzled expression. Well, I can't help it if those guys can't read. Everything I put down here is fully explained, completely, in detail. Six pages. I know. Your return last year looked like a Russian translation of Gone with the Wind. Well, I don't want these guys saying I'm trying to put something over on them. That's why I keep such complete records of everything that I got this job half done right now. And who's this? Come in. Well, hello, Dr. Gamble. Good morning, Molly, and good day to you, bright eyes. Hi, Vestful. What are you so happy about, find yourself a new patient with a large bankroll? Nope, just got an unexpected check this morning. Uh Mr. and Mrs. Fuller paid me for delivery of their baby. Well. I didn't expect to get it so soon. Oh, a new baby for the Fuller's? That little Freddy must be about nine years old now, isn't he? Yes, that's the baby I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) You mean they waited nine years to pay for that kid? (laughs) Yep. The more I see of the youngster, the more I hate him to take their money. (laughs) (laughs) But at least they can take him off their income tax return. That's what McGee's doing right now, Doctor. Taking Freddie Fuller off your tax return? You can't do that, dopey. Uncle Sam will be on your neck like a carbuncle. Oh, cut it out, cut it out. <laughs> Molly means I'm making out our return. Hey, you can help me, Pat. So. Oh, not me, not me. I'm no accountant. I turn all my <laughs> stuff over to Harrison, the tax expert, and I forget it. Oh, well, I want a little information. You're our alleged doctor. Doctor, mm. just answer a medical question for me. Did our medical expenses for the fiscal year exceed 5% of our adjusted net fiduciary income, or am I going to have to add them all up? Oh, you should be able to figure that out. What was your net income? Well, no, isn't that just a little personal, doctor? Huh? Oh, well, well, he asked me... I'll say it's personal. How do you like a guy that he comes in here in our home and asks me point blank, how much dough did you make last year? But I was just trying to... What a crust. Do I ask how much you made, Pesso? No, not lately. How much did you... McGee, that isn't any of our business. Right. Well, he asked me. I'm sure the doctor didn't make anywhere near as much as you always think he does, dearie. Yeah, frankly,
1: I don't make as much as anybody thinks I do, Mike. Well, of
2: course not. Yeah. I'll bet he didn't make $50,000 this year at all, McGee. What? Oh, stop. $50,000. I told you, McGee. You always overestimate. The good doctor probably didn't even make 40000 What What'd you say, Doc? I didn't say anything. I thought you nodded. Nope. Even if you only made thirty thousand, Molly, that that's not hay. No. Or even twenty thousand. That's wonderful. Sure. What'd you say, Doc? I didn't say anything. I thought you shook your head. Nope. Not that we're interested, of course. It's none of our business. If you had a bad year and only cleared ten or fifteen grand, we're not asking. <laughs> Are we, Molly? Of course not. Although I'm sure he made more than that. He's a fine doctor. Oh, sure. He probably did better than that. Well, say something, you big fat clan. Don't just stand there and smirk. I was just going to say something. When you two decide how much I made last year, let me know, will you? I haven't seen my tax return yet. <laughs> so long. <laughs> big tax evader. What do you mean? We kept asking him about his taxes, and he kept evading us, didn't he? Well, that's tax evasion, and how oh, the heck with him. i got to get back to work. Where are you on this thing now? Oh, I'm nearly half through, I think. Next thing i got to do is add income received to the... How much that tax man charges? I don't know, but it's worth it. Let me see. Add income received to page twenty nine after property loss and bad debts, providing there's no capital gain on the sale or exchange of assets, in which case you deduct net property loss on line five of Schedule C, and boy, is this thing a mess. Here's the phone number. Charles Harrison, tax expert, Whitful Vista, three six five nine. Thanks. Hello, operator. Income tax man, Charles Harris, is that you, Mert? Oh, dear. How's oh, every little thing, Mert? Oh, it is. What's that, Mert? Oh, that's too bad. Well, you ought to be more careful. Same thing happened to me one time, yeah. Try soaking it in hot water for a couple hours. What is it? What happened? Mert put an airmail stamp on the wrong envelope. <laughs> What's say, Mert? All oh, the line's busy. Oh, okay. Mr. Harrison's busy. Huh? Yeah, run, get your hat, and I'll gather up my records. I got the job half done already. Harrison ought to wrap it up in 20 minutes. That quick? Why, sure. All you've got to do is add income received after property loss and bad debt, provided there are no... Boy, I hope he knows his business or we'll be there all day.
1: There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. If we want freedom, and of course we do, it's worth fighting for in peacetime as well as wartime. There isn't a shooting war to worry about now, but the Cold War of propaganda continues. The Iron Curtain countries lie between the USSR and Free Europe. If the captive populations of these countries can be won over by the Soviets and turned into supporters of Soviet communism, the red power of aggression will be enormously strengthened. A strong weapon to fight the spread of communism in these captive countries is presented to us by Radio Free Europe, an independent citizen-sponsored organization which broadcasts the message of democracy through the Iron Curtain every day. It is a partnership of Americans and exiles of enslaved countries who broadcast to their compatriots in their own idiom, carrying to them the messages of hope and truth. You can help Radio Free Europe and help to ensure our own continued freedom by joining in the Crusade for Freedom. Join the Crusade by contributing a truth dollar. Send your contribution to Crusade for Freedom, care of your local postmaster. P.J., I'll have your return ready to sign by the first of the week. Goodbye. Ooh, what a day. I haven't had time to... Harrison speaking. Oh, Mr. Featherfield. Yes, it'll be ready to sign in the morning. Goodbye. Yes, Miss Lee, who's next? We are.
2: McGee, don't yank the box away from the young lady. We've been waiting out here for half an hour. Miss and...
1: Lee, what's going on out there? My name is McGee, Mr. Harrison, a
2: friend of Doc Gamble's. We've been waiting here for half an hour while oh, I... Come on in, please. Okay. All right, sis. You can have your speaker thing back now. But if you'd let me talk to him before...
1: Oh, sounds like another one of those. Doc Gamble has some weird friends, but... Well, Mr. McGee, how do you do? I'm sorry to have kept you waiting.
2: Well, that's okay. You wait out there, Molly. I'll be right out. Better shut this door, Harrison. This is confidential. Oh, nice office you got here. Hmm. for coronas. I see you smoke my brand. Well, let's get down to business, Mr. Mee. Now, if Good you'll... cigar, Nelson. I'd be smoking one right now, but I just happen to be all out. Uh, now, if you'll just... Oh, thanks, I will. Don't bother to get up. I got a match. Well, Harrison, let's get down to business. I'm a busy man, but Doc Gamble recommended you, so I'm going to throw some business your way. Hmm. This won't take long. I brought all my records with me, and I already did most of the work. Not that I'm looking for a discount or anything, you understand? However long it takes, that's how much I'm willing to pay. Now, by the way, how much do you guys get an hour? We don't charge by the hour, Mr. McGee.
1: Oh? No. We do piecework. Oh. I hope that arrangement is satisfactory.
2: Well, you're a friend of Doc Gamble, so I guess it's okay with me. All right. Now, if you go bring in your records... Oh, I've got them right here with me. Not under your hat? Oh, no. In this shoebox. I beg your pardon? Yeah, that's my system. All I do is put my bills and checks and deposit stubs and notes and stuff in one of these shoeboxes day by day until at the end of the year i got a complete record of every transaction I made during the past physical.
1: Uh, well, you just leave
2: them here and I'll look at them. I'm awfully busy right well, now. me too. So the quicker we get this done, the better. I'll just clear some space on your desk there and dump out my record. Uh, if you don't mind, I'd rather you just uh, left it with me. It's okay. It's no trouble at all. All clear. Watch it now. These are your records. Complete. Except for this notation on my shirt cuff right here. I put this shirt on purpose so I wouldn't forget it. I've never seen anything like this. Oh, thanks. Well, I like to keep my tax stuff handy and make things as simple as possible. Well, let's get to work, Harrison. You type and I'll dictate. Like I say, I got most of the return already worked out and it shouldn't take more than 10 or 15 minutes if you can keep up with me. Now, first, on the back of this New Year's Eve horn, I wrote the price of the dinner. That's deductible as a short time gain because a short time later I weighed myself at Kramer's Drugstore and I gained three pounds. Then if we measure the length of this string on this yo-yo here, that's the size of the hole in the driveway that I had repaired at my own expense when I ran. Thanks a lot, Harrison. Don't bother to get up. Don't bother. You look pretty tired. I'll find my way out. Now, Molly, you all set? May have taken a little longer than I figured, but... Hey, Molly, wake up. We're going home. Mm. Uh, what time is it? Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock? You mean you've been in there four hours? Well, I had a little trouble figuring what that Truman button was in there for until I remembered he played the piano, so I deducted the tax on that piano we bought last year. Come on, let's go. Last year? We didn't buy that piano last year. It was the year before. It was? Certainly. Well, then what was that Truman button doing in this box? Oh, no. What's the matter? Look at the date on the box lid. 1952. I brought the wrong shoebox. Heavenly date. Where are you going? Going back in there. i got to wake Harrison up. You run home and get the 1953 shoebox while I keep him amused. I already paid him the ten bucks, and I don't want to lose out on the night.
1: We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. We know you enjoy the pleasure-filled comedy shows presented every week on the NBC Radio Network because of the many letters you send us telling us so. And that's why we like to call your attention to the fact that these programs are on the air. Tomorrow night, we know you'll want to hear the amusing adventures of the great Gildersleeve as portrayed by Willard Waterman. Gildersleeve always finds himself in trouble. And when you listen, you'll always find yourself in a happy mood. The same night, you can play You Bet Your Life on the NBC Radio Network. Groucho Marx is your quiz master on You Bet Your Life, and his ad-lib comments with his contestants make the program a must for millions of radio listeners. And remember, tomorrow night you'll also hear The Big Story with authentic dramatizations of newspaper reporters' news scoops. And Walk a Mile, the fun-packed, fast-paced quiz game with Bill Cullen as your master of ceremonies. Wednesday's wonderful when you listen to the top shows on the NBC radio network. (laughs)
2: Postcards from Uncle Dennis, and oh my gosh, I forgot all about him. What do you mean? Income tax. I bet I could have took him off for a dependent. Oh, no. You can't deduct for a relative unless you support him. I've supported Uncle Dennis as much as anybody has. Many's the night I supported him up them stairs right there, half carrying, half dressed. No, McGee. Okay. Good night. Good night, all.
1: Have brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble and Jack Moyles as Mr. Harrison. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night when a lucky day changes the lives of Fibber, McGee, and Molly.
0: with Groucho and you bet your life tomorrow night on the NBC Radio Network